Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing, love that it. Stunning. That is like so flipping true. Come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. Hi, I'm Pip and welcome to the second series of Jumbled Loves a Chat. We pressed fast forward on the release of this series because we felt like you might need a little inspo during ISO. The sound quality is not the most amazing, but we've tried, tried our very best. Hopefully you won't even notice because the chitty chat is so good. Let's get started. Today's guest is my daily dose of sunshine in personality and in product. The more I get to know her, the more I love her. She's joining us today from her magical colour cave of a studio in Marrickville, Sydney. With an Aperol in hand, I just wish you could see what I was looking at on the screen. It's like a magical rainbow. A massive welcome to Rachel Castle, the creative force behind the very popular brand Castle and Things. Rachel, cheers. It's so good to have you here on the potty today. We're like cheersing over Zoom. Cheers. Cheers. I know. It's great to have you. I've been so excited about our little chitty chat with you today because currently, I hate mentioning the C word, but we're mid-corona crisis and I feel like you and your brand have just been radiating the most wonderful positivity throughout all of this. And I think that this is kind of the perfect time to hear from you, to learn from you, to laugh with you and to drink with you. So welcome. Thank you. And what a good excuse to have a drink on Wednesday at 2.30 in the afternoon. I know. If only all hump days were like this. I think, I think we should put it in the timetable. I said to the girls, we'll all have one and we'll just see how work feels on a Wednesday with a few bevies underneath our belts. I feel like and not much work's going to happen there this afternoon. <laughs> if, you get the, if you get like 700 sweaters and like all the wrong pillowcases, it was Cleo's fault. I know blame it on the Aperols I know it's always it always seems like a good idea drinking during the day until afterwards no just I can't do it I can't I can't I just get (laughs) it's so confused no it's it's (laughs) not something that I I really ever do special occasion for you Pip oh good oh good well welcome to the podcast so I probably want to I always feel like really creative people and business people a lot is formed in those early years and and what you've become today so what were you what was your childhood like do you know it's funny you should say that I totally agree with you um my child so I grew up in a very small country town on a hobby farm in Gippsland in well, south southeast Gippsland, in a place called Sale. Um, oh, okay. And 
I was just one of those teenagers, one of those girly teenagers with lots of friends who just read Dolly magazine and spent all my money on clothes and sport, loved sports girl and, you know, it had a, you know, love my Converse runners and our, and we'd save up for the bathers that we wanted to buy for summer was like the big thing that we spent all winter sort of thinking about. But no internet. So the media was really a very important thing back then for us, for us teenagers. And so that all is that that all kind of forms when you're what, 14, 15, 16, 17, and then you go off to uni, you get a job. For me, it wasn't doing anything that I, well, you don't know what you want to do when you're that old. Well, I didn't. What did you, so you had no idea what you wanted to be? So, so my careers teacher, did you ever watch Sale of the Century? Oh, yes, yeah. Holy shit, 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 shit. Oops. Oh, no. This is the spot where I accidentally pressed pause on the recording. (gasps) 30 minutes later, I realised, and luckily Rachel is such a good sport, and she agreed to take two. So here we go. Take two. I've learned a valuable lesson. Whoops. Enjoy. Okay, so this is our second time around recording this because I'm officially the biggest moron ever when it comes to technology. And yes, you should have another skull of that April, Rachel, but it's recording now, so you don't have anything to worry about. But did do you did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? No idea. Had really? no idea. Uh, actually, that's not true. I I used to watch 60 Minutes and I wanted to be Yana Bend. I used to look at her and think she is so smart. I definitely, absolutely, categorically wanted to be a journalist. But now I'm so grateful I'm not because that just means writing essays. And and whenever I have to write something, I literally put my head in my hands and and think to myself, I I just can't do it. I don't know where to start. I can't either. I think it's the typing process. I can write on paper, like my thoughts come out, but typing, I just can't do it. Well, to me, it just reminds me of an HSC exam. It's just, <laughs> it just reminds me of trying to, you know, get everything in its proper order and I, I get, I, I, although I don't mind writing, I'm really glad I'm not a journalist. A hundred percent. Well, then how did you end up getting into PR of all things? Well, my, my, Careers teacher at school was a fellow called Vince Smith. And Vince Smith was the first person to win all the things on sale of the century. <laughs> that would have been maybe 85, 86. So he won everything. He won every single podium that had a prize on it. He won every single prize. Oh won God. everything. Was he really he smart? He was really smart. Yeah. He was totally smart. He was fully smart and he was absolutely lovely. And I remember he used to have like little sweat beads on his lip. Oh, yeah. Because he was yeah. just, he was just dear. He was the nicest person and he taught me English literature in year 12. And I went to see him and I had to put my uni application in. And I 
you know, in year 12, like 18, I don't care less, couldn't care less. As long as I don't have to go to school anymore, I could have joined the army and I wouldn't have cared. So I said, what should I do? And he said, I think you should apply to do public relations at RMIT. That's a great course for you. It's, you know, it's, and I remember telling my mum, she's like, what's that? I was like, I have no idea. I really don't know. So I went for an interview and I think they had to take a certain amount of people from the country and I, I was one of them. So, so did I like the course? Mm, I, I met some of my best friends living at uni. Um, one, one who we lived at college together. We're having our joint 50th together this year. So that's oh, nice. Fantastic. Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah. And PR would probably, you know, even though it wasn't for you, it's probably given you a lot of um, things for your business, the running. Yeah, it's for me, I, um, I found PR like being on a treadmill, like you never get to the end of the story. You're always like, you're always scouting for your next angle and your next story. Whereas the thing I like about my job with a product is there's a beginning, a middle and an end. Yes, yes, I love that. So when I go home, I can say I actually did 10 things to completion and that, and, and that's the way that I can switch off. Wish I could do 10 so things to for, completion. Okay, well, it's probably one. <laughs> Maybe 10 over a fortnight. Yes, yeah. So um, how, how did... Castle and things all happen. So I was working in the UK and got married and had children. And we came back here and I didn't want to work when the children were little. That yeah. was a choice that I made very early on, um, which definitely worked for me. So I was just doing crafty stuff. I always did crafty stuff. I'd always like make cards for people and sew little things here and there. And the beauty of in in, the, in in those days, back in the days, they were the, like the you know, nine what was it two thousand and five, six, seven. The internet, nobody was really looking. So, so what I say to people who say, "How do I start my business?" I say to them, "Just start doing your own little thing and put them online because no one's looking." So the beauty of that period was that I could just do what I felt like, yeah. put a few little things online. Why did I put them online? I think because it sort of gave it, again, talking about a start and an end, it gave it a start and a finish and it meant that I couldn't just have 40 things unfinished. I started, yeah. finish it, I put it online and it didn't matter if no one was looking. Yeah. That was, just, that was of zero consequence because it was a hobby. So it and, very much started as a hobby. And do you think did... What year was that in when you started putting them online? About 2007, 2008. See, wasn't that really that long ago, was it? And, well, and I said to the girls, we need to have a tent. What are we going to do for our 10th anniversary? And, and, and they're like, ah, uh, that was like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God, that's so funny. You know, I would love to see, do you have any of those early pieces from the early days? Do you feel like? They're similar to kind of what you're doing now or just so embarrassing? Totally embarrassing. <laughs> the first client I ever had was this lady in Bondi who, who 
what's her name? She 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 works in New York and she started this business with um such a nice lady with who's that? Some famous person. Anyway, um I can't remember her name. Being, totally. You didn't tell me in the previous recording, no. so I can't, I can't even help you. Shades of what it was oh, like. Um, anyway, she, so, so a couple of years ago, I just out of, I think we were changing um, our back end and we looked at the very first order that had come through in our oh old system. Oh, my God, yes. And so I, I emailed her and said, you were my first client and I'm going to remake that artwork for you and I'm going to make it, like, so much better and... So that was nice. It and was, did you do it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's, she was, I forget her name, but she was. That's um, so lovely. That would have been, yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool. Did you, in those early days, could you see what the business would be today or okay. was it, um, no, okay. Never. So there was no, was there a plan? Never a plan. There still is a business a plan. plan. Have you ever written Never a, business a business plan? plan? Oh, go you. No, there was no business. Uh, okay, so I do have a few little things along the way that have been have certainly helped me. In hindsight, I say, well, that wasn't a rule then, but yes, that's a rule now. I only ever bought what I could afford. Like I didn't ever extend. Mm. I never, I never overstocked. Stocks, stocks, the killer. You know, you've never got enough of what you need, and you've always got too much of what you don't need. And you know, stock control is such a headache. I, I only ever did it in tiny little increments, if that makes sense. Yeah. I never took a gamble. I never took a risk. It's just not worth it. No. Do you feel like you take more of a risk now, or it's very calculated? No. Well, it's it's just more sort of a of confident a... risk, sort of like a confident risky decision. Well, I guess any product is a risk in the sense that it might not sell. Um, but I, I, I think, the, do you know what? For me, still the most challenging part of um, this business for me is, and, and the one where I'm the most chicken, is when it can't. So, so the product, I kind of go, oh, well, you know, it'll, it'll, it all goes in the end. It all sells in the end. We never really have a dud. It's never that much of a dud. So, so where I really do get gutless and like a big fat chicken is when it comes to the artworks. Yeah. And I think I really just want to paint that like that, but I better not just in case I stuff it up. Aww. So for me, my, my, and I've heard a lot of creatives say this, you really, so, so when I come up with like, when I start like a new aesthetic, it's all kind of free and easy and a bit of fun. And then a year later, it's all very stuffy and, definitely within the lines and a lot more controlled and because over time you sort of just try and make it a bit better and a bit better. So I, I find that I really do have to push myself with the artwork to just be a bit more free. Yeah, and you get stuck doing then the same. You've got to keep challenging yourself. I guess I know even mum with her, right, I'm like, can't you just paint a landscape? She's like, I just don't want to just only do that. I need to keep doing different That's things. Right. And I'm like, totally. but they sell so well. And she's like, I just, no, I have to do something else for a little while. And I'm like, okay. okay. Exactly. That's the thing that gets her out of bed in the morning. That just, you know, that hope that, oh, maybe I can do that. That I've got that sitting in my head that that, that could be really good. Whereas if you, that's why we don't take commissions on the paintings. Oh, it's, it's that's a minefield. 2007. 
Mm. I think though as well with commissions too, you know, I think you often can't, you know, when I love an artwork, you couldn't pinpoint why and you couldn't commission it, go, I really want that artwork to look like that. It's just a feeling you get when you see artwork, like you want people to fall in love straight away, not feel That's committed right. to it. Yeah, totally. And and really trying to re- recreate. We do we, we do the embroideries because yes. they're a lot, they're not, when I say easier, they're a lot, they are, they're a lot easier, but the paintings, once you, once you start to try and kind of make everyone happy, it, it becomes a different animal yeah and, and not a very you know just not a joyous one no and yeah. it's sometimes hard to know how you got to the end point anyway with a painting let's say with all its different layers and things like that like it so what you know how many people do you have working for you at the moment so at any one time so there's four of us here today but that's unusual there's normally between five and seven yeah um all girls not on purpose but hey they're all awesome and we're all so different i love my girls and and they're like a lovely small but mighty team like they're lovely and hardworking. and they're all so different they're all so different i love that we are like a little family yeah, that's so nice, isn't and I it? I like being the mother hen. I'm a Cancerian. I like kind of being the mum. That's homemaker, isn't it? Cancerian. Yeah, I don't like being the boss, but I, I do like being the mum. Yeah, well, the mum is the boss, really. Anyway, sorry to all the daddies, but there's probably not many listening. Um, what? There's probably not many daddies listening. I don't know. That was a massive generalisation. Oh. I'm sorry. Sorry to the dads, but very few. The only the only emails we actually really get from men are the ones saying, "It's my wife's birthday today." Today. Have you got any? Can you make me a commission? Like, can you make me a felt artwork? It's her birthday tomorrow. Yeah, no. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry, funny. darling. So you've said to me a couple of times that you've really made a decision to be to stay small mm-hmm. tell me about that and how why because most people are trying to do the opposite to what you're doing I think so staying small to me means having freedom to do exactly as we feel like doing so on a so yesterday I said to AJ um like I had this we had all this cardboard because we've got all our sweaters out. We had all the boxes and I said, let's make a floor out of, let's make a floor of tiles out of the cardboard. And so she said, yeah, yeah. And then I said, my husband was here for a bit. I said, can you make me a sofa out of cardboard? And then we made a sausage dog out of cardboard. And then we, and then we <laughs> my did, husband you, know would have said guy, no. you know, sign guy that does all the signs. Yeah. Yeah. But then we made a sign saying, no, we don't have any women's, have any mother sweaters left. <laughs> <laughs> We're all sold out. But oh, for me, so the bigger you get, the less fun you have. It's that simple. Yeah. It's kind of a fine line, isn't it? It is. It is. It is a fine line. Look, it's, it's taken us a while to get to that point where, but you know what? As business owners, I think the minute you just sit and go, oh, yeah, that's great, we're ha- happy days, yeah. does that actually ever happen, really? No, then you've got to just keep going, don't you, and do the next thing. 
but you're happy. It's like you've got to celebrate the wins, I think. We are just discussing that with the girls. Are worth it when we can just say, right, let's just spend the afternoon making cardboard furniture. Let's just do a new mural on the wall and if we'll just do a dumb rainbow yeah or that they are the times where i think this is the best thing about having this business yeah small and nimble yeah small and nimble we can do what we feel like no one's watching Mm. and if it's if 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 no one likes it it really doesn't matter yeah yeah i i honestly don't know you with how you manage you've got two very different aspects of your business so you've got your original art that you do yourself and then you've got your product design. But I feel like they're under the same beautiful umbrella, but they're still very two distinct things. So how on earth do you do that? Well, it's um, with difficulty at times. Mm. So on a piece of paper, I'm responsible for the artworks and the girls are responsible for the range. So we will, uh, it's, it's actually just really exhausting even thinking about the process. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I think our parole is just <laughs> kicking in maybe. No, 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 no. Just, just thinking of like, okay, we've got to do, we've got to do spring, summer. What are we going to do? So it'll start, you yes. know, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. We all just have a night, a few little images that we kind of think that looks nice and try and pull some stuff together. But I think for us, the I say to the girls, whenever we get stuck in a design place that is unresolved, I say we just walk around the studio, open the drawers, look on the walls. There's always uh, there's always the design answers are absolutely within these four walls. Always, I love so that. we don't. I, I really try not to look at what everyone else is doing Mm. it doesn't it just doesn't it never really helps us i just love the only time that we actually work really well and efficiently is when we is when we concentrate on what's coming out of the studio artwork wise and so although you if i saw your painting i would then be mortified if you know three months later that artwork ended up on some bedmen and it mm. just, just wouldn't yeah. do it but it's all got to talk the same language and sort of come from the same brand so there is a little bit of we are mindful of trying to make sure that it all speaks the same language but that it does look very different yeah and it all starts yeah. with the art obviously then really it does yeah it does it does but, I love, but, but, we're, but we're lucky. We've got a lot of, and you know, the girls are really good screen printers. So, I'll, you know, maybe even tomorrow I might say to them, "Come on, we're all bored. Let's let's do some screen printing." They oh, love doing that. I wish I was there. Literally, you're like I look at you now, and behind you can see why there's so much inspiration in your studio because every inch of the wall and floor and everything is covered in beautiful words and artworks. Like I can see how that would be such an inspiring space. And really you don't need to be looking elsewhere. I feel like you have a really, um, and that's probably why you have a really distinct look, but that it's always changing 
and you're all, I feel like you're lifting it to the next level every time. But I think your design signature is just really strong. Thanks, darling. That's nice. I'm so nice. I'm still, I'm still just thinking about how, what a moron I am. But I want to just go to social media for a second because I feel like, well, you have a, a cult following on Instagram, but I feel like, like you, you do just, something. like you do. I, well, I just feel like you do it so well. What was that? Haven't you? Haven't you just hit the big milestone? I did. I just hit 100,000, which I think is amazing because I'm only from a little town of 40,000 people. I think Orange is out at the moment. so, that, And I think a lot of people live here, so I find that amazing. But you when know, you put up your little... That actually makes me feel guilty on Instagram is you. So sometimes I'll come in and I'll go, oh, my God, Why? Jay, look at Pip's Instagram. She's like, look at all her stories. We've done nothing. All we did was like took a photo of like a little pile of felt and that's just, we've, we've, we've got to. I love that, that little pile of felt though, I think. So I you're inspiring know. us all to do better. Anyway, it's not about me. It's about you. <laughs> I, I, I think no one else does their socials as well as you. Like you would be the pinup. Do you have a strategy or are you flying by the seat of your pants? No strategy Oh, yes, by the seat of our pants. And and so I think that's what comes across. Mm. And, so, and and often sometimes I've got nothing to say. I do know I struggle too with the fact that my children, when, when your children are young, I had so much good stuff to talk about. <laughs> Whereas when they get older, Cleo's fine, but my son, literally, if I mention, if I even said his initials on social media, I didn't even actually know you had a son. <laughs> he would crucify me. He's so anti-social media, but he is the most hilarious human on the planet. It's actually, it's actually really mean that I have so much good material that I can't access. He, he is the funniest human and I can't, I have to be quiet. Can't yeah, say that's, a thing. That's annoying. My family that's doesn't, really quite, annoying. doesn't 100% kind of understand it, but... Um, I feel like with your socials as well that you can tell it's you, that it's like really authentic and that when I read your words, I can totally tell that it's you, that no one else could manage your, your socials. Well, it's like it's, it, it's, well, of course, it's like talking to you. If mm. I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. If I'm talking to Jess, I'm talking to Jess. So yeah. I think it's very obvious when who's writing, who you're speaking to or who you're listening to when you're, when you're looking at your social media. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, I don't know, I'm, I, I get as much out of my social, I, I, love, I love my social media. Mm. I, I, I absolutely wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. Yeah. And I just find people are so lovely. I know. Look, every so often there's someone that's not and it like really upsets you, but, 99.9% of the time, like everyone is so kind. Like, they are. Um, like it is, um, it is lovely. And I do think what you put in, you get out as well. The effort you put in, the effort, you know, the results you get back out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I really love some days just saying to the girls, let's just do, let's just do social media today. Let's just, 
paint the wall or paint or it, it's for me it in it's a really good way of um prioritizing your creativity mm. so there's always something else to do there's always another piece of housekeeping count that box of that or you know i don't know tidy up for whatever whereas with social media it really does um it's really good for your creativity. Yeah, it's it's actually almost like another source. I mean, another display of what your creativity is. It's like I look at the feed and I'm like, oh, it's looking so pretty at the moment. It's like a beautiful little artwork. Or, you know, you work on each image and it all just fits together so beautifully that it is it is fun. I do love yeah, it. And, and, and equally it's good for us business-wise and creatively. Social media is a good thing. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's getting it. It gets a bad rap, doesn't it? But um, it does and you know what? I the, enjoy the thing it. I love about it is if you if you if you're bored, just you just don't look at it for a while. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When you did your little coloring in kids coloring in pages, did you think that that was going to be as huge as it's become? Uh, it's just a. I think somebody texted me or DM'd me and said. Can we color, can we color in some of your artworks? And I said, well, you can, but they're already colored. So just I'll do a I'll just do an outline, and you can color that in. And they said that's unreal. And so I said to AJ, let's just put it online. That's and that's the other that's thing about so having a small business. It's just so easy to be nimble. Yeah. Yes, and that and that is the bonus of having a small business. But literally, the primary school just down on the corner from the shop has their whole fence covered in your colouring in pictures. So like cute. I so feel cute. like you know you're getting all these little mini minion fans that'll be like me loving Kendone when I was younger. <laughs> so I feel like there'll be all of these people in years to come that'll be like, oh my god. I love Rachel Castle so much, you know. I still love Pendone. I, I, I met him. I met oh, him not a long ago, and I was so starstruck. I was like, oh, oh God, it's Ken. Oh my! I just would be. I just I love him. I really love him. He once, when I was younger, had an exhibition at the Orange Art Gallery, and it was just so beautiful. Yeah. Like this, this purple and orange and yellow flower painting. I just. Yeah, and mums always love Kendone as well. Like I just He's an amazing it. artist, those yeah. colours. Oh, I would fangirl so bad over him. Did you have a bikini? A what? Bikini. Did you have a Kendone bikini? No, because no, I was probably a bit young. I had a Kendone yeah. T-shirt, shorts. Yeah, but the T-shirts. Yeah, I was probably a bit young and uncool to wear a bikini. Every day during corona I've been giving a small business tip um, some are very random. Some are from my family uh, and my boys oh, and what? stuff. Oh, mum's had some crackers, you know, that, you know, start before you're ready. Um, what did Speedy say? He said, don't, keep, don't put your head in the sand if you feel like there's a problem, you know, face it. And my kids said, oh, what did they say? Work really hard. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but it's just been a really lovely um, thing. Do you have a little... Um, what would be your little pearl of wisdom um, um, for small business owners out there? Just I so one that I love is to look up, not down. Oh, I love and, that. And why I like that is because 
being in your own lane, doing your own thing on your own trajectory with your own energy is really the most, is the happiest place to be. I love that. So very early on, I kind of said to myself and to the girls, it's important to know, to sort of have a sense of what the market's doing. But really, we just do our own thing here. It means that you can, you just trust your instincts better. You're not, you don't second guess yourself. I think if you play into too much of what everyone else is doing, it's just very, very it's so, you become so stifled creatively. So we only, when we say look up, not down, we say, you know, I, I like to look at, I look at paintings or I look at, you know, I look at, no, no, Andy Warhol or the people that I really admire rather than the stuff that's happening in my industry. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love that. I love that so much. Is that why you have the... um... That you're running your own race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that why you've got the tea towel in your own lane? I, well, I think we made a. I think we made a little artwork of that, and somebody asked for it to be a tea towel. Yeah. So I love that. It's a good it's one. Good the mum like that one. Yeah, yeah. My mum will particularly like that one. Now I've got next for you. We're right at the end of the second <laughs> recording, so we've got the jumbled mix bag. So they're just a few okay. little questions. What is your all-time favourite colour? If you have to just pick one. Only one. Can't be a palette. To be yellow, it would. Yellow. Yeah. Makes every other colour pop, doesn't it? It's so joyful. Yeah. It's a happy colour. I love that. Now, where will you be booking a holiday to when corona's over? Well, it's a hot topic at the moment because I just desperately need a holiday. So I think I'll go to Mollymook. I love going. Mollymook is down the coast yeah gorgeous everyone's happy there all the teenagers are there all their friends are there everyone's happy there i think i think think it's going to have to be molly milk and i don't have to get on a flight so that's good that's good now if you could be a contestant on any reality tv show what would it be um okay (laughs) i i would like to be not a contestant but i would like to be carol on the Housewives of New York City. Oh, cool! Good choice. Good choice. Carol, we we just and I do not want to be Ramona. <laughs> I definitely want to be Carol. That's so funny. Okay, I'll let them know. And finally, what would you tell your younger self? Don't be scared to start dyeing your hair. So oh. I, I I waited forever. I love it. Because I thought I don't want to, I don't want to have to go to the hairdressers all the time and get my hair dyed. But I love getting my hair dyed. Oh my god, that is so funny. Because Mum used to say to me, "Don't dye your hair too early, because you're doing it for the rest of your life." Oh, see, I say to Cleo, "Can we please start dyeing your hair?" <laughs> Literally, come on, I'll, I'll take you myself. I didn't start oh. early enough, definitely. Oh my god, I love it. Anyway, I am so sorry once again about stuffing up earlier, but it's just been the best chatting to you. And I hope that lots of people um, have enjoyed this and um, gotten to know you a little better. But yeah, 
Rachel's so hilarious and we can't wait to see what you come up with next. So thank you. you. I think I think it was good that we took that that we didn't hit record the first time around. Thank you so much for listening and sharing a glass of bubbles with us. Please subscribe if you want to hear more and share it with all your kick-ass businesswomen friends. So until next time, stay fabulous.